welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Let's welcome back on the program Andrew Dambina for this week's Artsing Around. I was waiting for you to say it with me, but there is a four second lag between here and where Andrew is. <laughs> Unfortunately, you, you can hear this. Artsing Around. There, I said it at the same time as you. <laughs> well, for our listeners, do join us on Facebook Live. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to, and Andrew will give us some local and global art news. I'll try not to interrupt because it'll sound so odd with the, with the delay and the lagging uh, of the internet connection. So over to you, Andrew. Okay. Well... One of the one of the first things that a lot of people um, might be wondering uh, is when on earth are we going to see the M Plus Museum open in Hong Kong? It's been going on for a long time. I don't know if you've been keeping up with this at all, Noreen. I have, yes. Um, yeah, I mean it's been delayed and delayed. So the West Kowloon Cultural District, um, whose head recently, um, you know, decided to uh, to give his notice. Yeah, Duncan Pescott. Um, he's he's seeing out his notice period at the moment. Um, but um, more to the point, there have been a number of people who have been in charge before him, and the date for when it opens has just been uh, announced one to two weeks ago as being the autumn of next year now. So when he took over Duncan Pescott, it was going to be completion for this year. Um, then it got changed to uh, the beginning of next year and the current, the latest one is 2021. So um, it's taken such an amazing amount of time because uh, the uh, the plans went into action when it was approved in 1998. Um, but so far, all we have there is the M plus pavilion um, uh, where there are some small exhibitions going on and an art park, which is an outdoor area with some sculpture. And there's also a venue for Chinese opera called the uh, uh, Chu Center. So there is, in normal times when performances are okay, that is going on. Um, but um, the M Plus Pavilion, which is the one art space, which is a self-contained smallish space, uh, independent from the M Plus Big Museum that, uh, that will be coming up, you know, fairly soon, we hope. Um, there, there, there's an exhibition on right now called um, uh, Stakes and Holders, and um, it's by uh, an artist who has uh, represented uh, Hong Kong in the Venice Biennale. Uh, the Biennale is, uh, means it's an exhibition wow. that's held every two years. Yeah. And um, so that, this is one, uh, a one-woman show um, of sculpture and installation um, is on right now. And um, I'm scrambling to look for her first name, but her last name is Jair. And uh, um, and she's doing these amazing uh, uh, kind of found objects. This is the kind of art that I've got a feeling may not be your bag, Noreen, because it's it's it's, uh, it's kind of found object pieces. She uses anything from tennis rackets to pieces of wood that she's carved herself. I see a shaking of her head. Those listening on the radio will not see this, but it's before I've even finished my descriptive sentence of her sculptures and installations, I might as well be talking about Pablo Picasso as far as 
Noreen <laughs> Mir is concerned. And if the reader, if the reader, I should say, listener, doesn't get that reference, it's because uh, as soon as I start gabbing about the most famous modern artist and or famous artist from Spain, Pablo Picasso, uh, Noreen does what she's doing right now on Facebook Live. If you're watching, um, uh, and if you're on radio, me. she's shaking her head. It angers. It makes What's me. What's the so... matter with using found objects? <laughs> No, actually, that's quite, that's kind of a cool, that's kind of a cool idea. But, you know, the exaggerated eyes and the exaggerated nose and then he's making millions. Anyway, that's a topic for another day. But, uh, back to, uh, uh, this artist, surnamed Chair. That sounds quite cool, actually. A found tennis racket. But what is the meaning of that? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the thing that, you know, well, maybe actually, I'm just angry because I don't get it. Maybe if you can enlighten yeah. me. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I, I, I sent you um, an image. I'm not sure if you can share that with, with the listener, but um, but there's something that looks like a snaking sequence of chair legs and uh, cylindrical shapes of wood. Some of oh. them she's carved, actually, oh. that goes through almost like, yeah, it's almost an organic form that she's that she's made snaking its way through the uh, through the the space of the art gallery uh, and um I and it's quite it on the you know it, it is quite interesting to uh yeah okay and it's um it's interesting that she's made all of her sculptures for this exhibition um that is on uh at the moment until november the first um because uh of the space she looked at the space first and like a lot of installation artists they look at the space the space is their canvas is that her um, that is her. Okay, yeah. I'll put, I'll put it on the Facebook page as well. So cool, yeah. So so it's, if you want to see a very world respected Hong Kong artist, cool. female sculptor and and uh, um, installation artist, um, do check out the uh, the pavilion at the uh, West Kowloon Cultural Centre at the moment. The one thing that is open and um, the Swiss uh, architect designed exterior of the m plus which will be the uh, the main building which will be colossal in size is uh, the facade is already done and um there are there, you know it really is a case of finishing it off within the next year covid has slowed it down to be honest um to be you know to be fair to them so um they, they haven't been able to have laborers on site as they would have done and moving on noreen um to uh to the next uh, thing, uh, you may have heard, as many people have, because he's quite famous, and I wonder what you think of this living artist of Banksy. Have you heard that name? I have, the graffiti artist. Right. He is. He's a graffiti artist, um, started off by doing uh, stencil spray paintings, often with a social or political comment but not always sometimes with a kind of reflection of human of the human condition a lot of them involving children um holding objects which are unexpected like a bomb or a gun do we still um, know the identity of banksy or has it still been is it is he still sort of under wraps or her i don't know he keeps his identity anonymous how do we know it's a he then just saying and Oh, because because he's given interviews where uh, a bit like a kind of uh, either a, an ex-criminal or witness protection person, you can hear it's a male voice, which is distorted, um, uh, taken down to very low decibels so that people don't recognise who he is. Um, and over the last week, uh, he has just uh, unleashed uh, his latest piece. Of course, it's in the UK. He goes around the world doing these. 
And um, there have also, they're, they're, I think he's actually done at least one in Hong Kong on the streets of Hong Kong years ago. But uh, this particular one is in Nottingham in England, in the UK. And I sent you a link there. It's a, it, was a, it was an Instagram one. And um, as usual, it was, um, of a, uh, it was of a child. And the interesting thing, it was of a, it, it was of a young child, but the, uh, the kid, it was a girl doing a hula hoop dance in Nottingham. And the interesting thing was that uh, it was next to a, uh, a kind of an abandoned bicycle with a really smashed up mm. front wheel and a missing back wheel, which uh, has been uh, become part of his piece. For some reason, he, to, give the, to give the sprayed work of the girl doing a nice bit of hula hooping, he thought this the smashed up bike with, with a stolen back wheel would make an interesting composition. And so that's that is quite interesting. It's not just spraying, you know, tags. I've just uh, sort of put it on Facebook cool. Live, so if our listeners they can see it there, it's really cool. It is, isn't it? And it, I think it becomes more cool when you have props that like that bicycle, like that bicycle, um, that sorry-looking bicycle, which is right next to it. It is, it is quite cool. But it made me uh, think briefly, Noreen, about. Um, uh, what what do you what do you think in the increase of uh, street art in Hong Kong? I think we've probably all spotted it in certain places um, in the last ten years or so, sprouting up. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think we sort of did a, a semi-program uh, on it. You know, whether it's street art or is it sort of nuisance? Yeah, I, I, I personally, I, I, I like it. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I, I think it sort of brightens up uh, walls in certain districts. I think it's a great use of. It tells a story, uh, particularly for for, for certain uh, mm. you know areas of Hong Kong. I, I. I personally quite enjoy it and it's um it's not new actually you know people seem to think it's it's a new thing but using walls as 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 um as a canvas is is nothing new it's just maybe newer in this part of the world oh. or maybe not even it's it's it, no it, it, it's newer in this part of the world to be as elaborate and colorful and for the use of stencils those things which um uh, stencils were a secondary form of street art that Banksy uses and other graffiti artists. But the first type of street art was was straight from the spray paint can. Yeah. And uh, and that was in the mid 1980s uh, that coincided with uh, hip hop, with the uh, um, with the with the old school first, the first era of hip hop um, spray painting um, without any stencil at all, with a very rough edge was where it originates absolutely so, i remember uh, going to the uk and taking the trains uh, from london to canterbury where i went to university and i would always always remember under the train stations as you're approaching you'd see uh, by the brick walls there'll be some sort of graffiti and sort of uh, um, spray uh, wall art or whatever and i used to think wow that's really quite cool because you'd never seen yeah. that in hong kong yeah. sort of in the 90s and then 2000 mm. uh, early 2000s right. <laughs> so i remember thinking wow yeah kind of cool right for, for 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 anyone who is um is is watching our conversation as well as listening the image behind me um is of um a a, a random bit of street art in melbourne in australia mm -hmm. and three years ago when i went to melbourne and was under uh, victoria but in melbourne i was looking for things to take my then 
um young teenage son and uh you know family holiday went with the wife and um and we wanted to see um things that have been recommended on various online uh and uh guidebooks as well was there was a really blossoming uh scene in melbourne and and some of them there there are um a, a load of uh, uh streets that interconnect and it seems like some of them are definitely commissioned uh, some of them are really tall. Some of them are outside buildings where it's permitted and not cleaned off. And then you might walk another few paces and then it's the kind of more, you know, what um, what is seen by many people uh, as uh, and probably is a lot messier where people are just scrawling over each other's names by spraying their names or tags, as it's called in, tags, you know, graffiti yeah. uh, parlance. And um, and that stuff is the stuff that people often get annoyed about because there's there's not too much creativity in a single colour, very fastly, you know, quickly written yeah. um, name of someone over the name of someone else. That's the less clever stuff. Yeah, but um, the one and, behind and less you aesthetic. that you're so, using uh, as your background, it's very hipster-like. Yeah. For our listeners, do try and join us on Facebook if you can. Uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see Andrew and um, and the, the graffiti art. So who is that holding the camera behind? you in your background is he somebody famous or is he who is who is that geezer he, well he i don't know i don't there, there's no there's no um uh attributing who this was but it's uh but it seemed it was in memory of someone the uh the, the there's so it's a black and white uh portrait in in a very realistic style with yeah. uh with both spray paint and from a brush used in this piece and this was part of a network of streets in the cbd of, of melbourne and there are lots of these streets um right in the downtown area near the station and uh and this this is someone this was actually a kind of a tribute to someone who had wow. passed away wow. but but there were there were other there were other pieces which were a bit more cheerful but i picked this one because it was such a realistic and striking image yep. that I wanted to show for anyone who does get the chance to see it. it that, looks like um, a black the, and white the, the photo. street art from people. A black yeah, and white the, 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 main, the main character in the centre of a long wall is painted in black and white, and it symbolises almost like in Chinese and some other Asian culture where a departed person will be shown in black and white um, in, a, in a crematorium or you know, memorial space. Um, but uh, around him is a setting sun and there are inscriptions in, in his memory. And, um, you know, a few paces away from this, there was, there was, all the, there was all, lots of other things. I sent you another uh, picture, which is of a pig, which is painted mostly by, uh, by paints out of, a, out of tubes or tins, uh, non-spray paint, which goes a step further to show, and this is again around the corner in Melbourne from a trip uh, three years ago, 2017, at this time of the year. And, um, and it's become something that's mentioned in many guidebooks and the uh, authorities have not scrubbed these walls. Um, I'm, I think if something offensive went up that they would probably deal with it, but with the more creative elements, they are keeping, uh, they're, they're keeping them there because they're quite, um, they're quite well done. And the, the, the image of a pig, which is uh, a little bit abstract, almost looks like a half skeleton and half fleshy uh, pig standing up 
um, is uh, is something of a of a of a good illustration on a large scale. And I think it adds something to the public art. When you get art out of a gallery, which is what street art is all about, it interacts with people who wouldn't normally go to the silenced, hushed, you know, gallery areas. For you know, I mean, it's like if I. My my wife and my son loved this because it was immediately accessible. Normally, if I go on holiday with my family, I uh, I have to arrange for for them to do something else while I pop into an art gallery <laughs> because it's not their cup of tea, and it's um and that's absolutely fine because if I'm in an art gallery and I've been to a couple of amazing ones uh, exhibitions with them in in cities that have a good exhibition on, I really want to um, share that with them. But after about half an hour, they're restless. And I and I feel like Maybe if I'm going around an exhibition uh, with someone, uh, yeah. Maybe stop bringing them to pa uh, Pablo Picasso's uh, exhibitions. <laughs> well, we, we, I, I dragged them along to that one, Noreen. Yes. Uh, yeah, I dragged them along to the Pablo in uh, in, the, in the New Territories when it was on at the Heritage Museum. Yeah. Hilarious. So oh, um, the so so street art, interesting one. And from from there, Noreen. Um, from street art, I want to go to something a bit more serious. Well, street art might be considered serious, but a different serious topic to do with art. In the US at the moment, there is a uh, an artist rights group um, which is uh, uh, hoping to end a, uh, a US travel ban of people from certain countries. Uh, so they're trying to get this done um, in the run-up, or to make people aware of it uh, in the run-up to the uh, election for the president of the US. So there's a, uh, the, the, the group is called Artistic Freedom Initiative, or AFI, and they're drawing attention to a bill that came out in the US that bans people from a lot of different countries from uh, coming to the US, and therefore certain artists, particularly from Muslim majority countries, so Islamic countries, have not been allowed to present their art in exhibitions because mm -hmm. of their nationality, which is, um, you know, excluding them from taking part. For the last three years, there have been people from both Iran, uh, Somalia, and I think a couple of other countries that have not been able to take part. Oh, I see you're getting your cleaning done in the back. Is that, a, is that a kind of performance art piece going on? For anyone who can't see, I just got a quick look at someone dusting behind Noreen Mir there. I could have not mentioned it, but I thought I'd just let everyone know who can't see that. Um, so, so um, yeah, this, <laughs> this group then, the AFI, is really uh, doing a lot of on-live uh, petitions and... Uh, short videos to try and get people aware that one thing they want whoever is the president uh, of, of the united states next uh, whoever that's going to be to uh to deal with this issue of uh the impact of a uh, of this existing bill which is stopping artists from coming and exhibiting if they're from uh, certain countries and those countries are not just islamic uh, majority countries also uh uh, Myanmar and um, uh, North Korea. There are different reasons why people, for political reasons, why people are not allowed to go to the US. And so when artists um, are from one of those nations, they've been blocked from either doing solo shows or for taking part in group shows. And it's really made a big difference when uh, when event organizers, apart from the human rights aspects of it, um, when, when, when people have been looking forward to seeing an artist's work, it just hasn't happened. So that's uh, 
that's that's something that uh, the, the, it, the bureaucratic name for this is is called Executive Order One Three Seven Eight Zero. No one would know what that means, but but uh, except for uh, if they do a Google search of Artist Freedom Initiative or AFI, and you can find out more about why uh, artists aren't allowed in. We think of America as being as being super super free, um, but um, but they're not even making exceptions for those who are presenting. Uh, two-dimensional or three-dimensional or or video and audio artwork quite a surprise i thought it's very surprising wow and that yeah, yeah and, and, and that and that, the top result. that have been blocked from either doing solo shows oh, or taking that's really weird <laughs> that'll be that'll be my last uh segment for you Laura. Yeah. Excellent. I yeah. can hear some sort of feedback, some sort of, um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Andrew, thank you. So, I, I sort of heard your voice when you were we, talking. Maybe we I'm... do have a lot of delay today. We do, unfortunately. Well, Andrew, as as always, thank you so much for your sharing today. And I look forward to more art sing around uh, with you next time. Thank you very much indeed for all your sharing. And uh, that's Andrew Dembina for Art okay, Sing Around. Okay, thanks very week. much, Noreen. Take care. Bye for now. Bye.